Hi, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. We're just going to give it another minute for a few more people to hop on and then we will get started. All right, so we're just gonna jump right in. Um, thank you guys again for joining us today. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Sarah Grandy. I am the Compliance Specialist at Vicente Cedarburg, and I have here with me Casey Lieber, who is our Director of Regulatory Compliance. Casey and I are gonna be going over one of three webinars, which will, will be rolled out over the next few months um, ultimately ending in a Vicente Cedarburg client roundtable discussion where we are going to talk about ongoing complaint issues, what we can do to remediate those issues, um, as well as just sharing overall experiences. But for today, we're going to go over common uh, cannabis pitfalls in Massachusetts. So we're going to get right started on that. Some common pitfalls um, to look out for include not staying up to date with regulations and guidance, um, record keeping documentation, not having a solid culture of compliance um, with your, within your operation, um, failing to notify the commission, and just being unprepared overall. So to start, we're going to go over staying up to date and how you can do that. So a few things I have provided on this slide are staying up to date with new regulations, commission guidance, uh, bulletins, uh, Q&As, metric guidance, uh, metric bulletins. And the best thing to do is to check the commission's website every day. For those of you who don't know, the commission rolled out um, a new platform on their, or not a platform, but a new layout on their website. So I would just suggest everybody to go on their website and peek around, see where they keep the regulations, see where public documents are, guidance, and just suggest that whoever is running your day-to-day -day operations, just go on that website and check for any updates. For example, the commission just posted revised protocol on testing, um, I believe on the 20th. So just things like that to keep in mind, uh, logging in and checking metric to see if metric has posted any new updated bulletins and uh, just kind of staying on track. I think that if you incorporate going in and checking the commission website, um, and making that part of your day-to-day -day schedule, then you won't miss updates. I know that there have been a lot of questions around advertising. Um, nothing has come out. We've been checking the commission's website for updates and postings, 
but we do expect the commission to release guidance or at least an FAQ on advertising in the near future. So that's something to just keep an eye out for as well. All right, next is uh, record keeping and documentation. So you wanna make sure for record keeping and documentation, policies and procedures, making sure that you are abiding by your SOPs. Inventory records, at a minimum, you should be doing audits every 30 days. Uh, we would suggest in best practice is that most people conduct inventory audits more often than that, um, but to at least at a minimum to stay compliant with the regulations every 30 days. Security record, same thing. You want to do uh, audits every 30 days, test your security equipment, and that includes checking your generator, checking uh, server space, uh, ensuring 90 days worth of footage, and then just also ensuring for security purposes that you are outsourcing with a security vendor to do your annual security system audit. Some additional uh, record keeping and documentation that I would just note is that you want to make sure that you have accurate and complete records of your logs manifests. So for logs, I would say keeping accurate and complete records of your training logs, your visitor logs, um, vehicle logs, if you're transporting, uh, your training logs. You want to make sure that you're keeping a record of all those and ensuring that those logs are filled out in their entirety. Um, I think it's really easy for if an investigator were to drop into your facility to do an audit. Um, very easy for them to just say, hey, can I take a peek at your visitor log? And, you know, all you need is to have something left blank and for it not to be filled out in its entirety um, and to be provided a uh, deficiency and just not being compliant with regulatory, um, with the regulations. Oh, what else? To add to that, just to add an example of that in practice is, I don't know if anybody on the webinar, you know, was involved in the industry when it was just medical marijuana, but there was a time where um, the investigation staff had found incomplete transportation manifests. And what they would do mm -hmm. is if I found it at your establishment, I saw that, you know, something wasn't complete. The other party, whether that's the transporting party, the receiving party, the investigator would then follow up with that licensee and they would just continue to kind of follow the bouncing ball. So it isn't just, you know, when it comes to transportation in particular, those logs being complete is important for you and for other licensees that you're working with. Sorry, Definitely. back to you, Sarah. <laughs> Definitely. No, uh, that's a good point. And um, so just to keep going, financial records, um, business records, your waste disposal. Um, you wanna make sure too, I, I added on here, is your uh, record keeping of positive impact plan and diversity plan. Anything um, that you have on there as far as activities or events that you may have outlined in your positive impact plan um, or your diversity plan, you're gonna need to keep a record of that. Um, as you guys know, you have to renew your license every year. And that is a part of license renewals is being able to evidence your plans. So anything you can do to uh, keep a record of that and just document your progress is ultimately just going to save you uh, time and the hassle in the long run when it comes to your uh, renewal. And then also commission communication is super key 
you just want to make sure that any correspondence that you have with your investigator um, or just the commission in general, just keeping a record of that and, and documenting your correspondence. All right. Next, um, and I think that this is super important, is a culture of compliance uh, at your establishment. Um, this is huge. I think that you want to make sure that your employees are trained properly and that they know not only um, basic regulations, but just guidance as well. It's uh, important to just communicate with your staff, your employees, uh, your managers, uh, directors, anyone really that's at your establishment and just, just have them know that you know, at any time an investigator could drop into your facility and do an audit and they should know just kind of what to expect if somebody were to pop in, you know, maybe um, someone that knows the regulations more than another employee isn't available at the time. You don't want to run into a situation where you have a couple of employees on hand and they don't know what to do if somebody pops in. Um, so it's just open communication, making sure that your employees have the materials, have access to the materials that they need um, to just be able to look at and read to get better understanding, again, of general guidance and the regulations and just ensuring that you guys have that teamwork and that open communication, kind of bouncing ideas off of each other, going through, talking about the regulations. Do you agree? with this reg, do you not, why, um, and just, you know, open communication. I don't know if Casey, you wanna touch on that any more than, than I have, but I think that this is super important. Yeah, and, and to bring it back to training too, you know, it's really important that, of course, you're gonna train your staff around, you know, how to use the point of sale system, you know, checks and balances, you're checking the receipt for, in retail, for example, maybe it gets fulfilled, the order gets fulfilled in fulfillment, it gets handed to the bud tender, they check off the receipt. They enter something into LeafLogix or whatever your point of sale system is. It's important for the bud tender to know why I'm doing that, when I'm doing that, and what those alerts mean, right? So there's a transaction limit, for example. So the bud tender should know what is a transaction limit, why am I getting this alert, and what are the implications of hitting cancel on the alert and not addressing the issue. So it's really just bringing it back to the regulations when you're teaching a day-by-day, step-by-step kind of training. And it's not just onboarding training. It's really important to do ongoing training. Changes to your SOPs, you should be doing training and you should be documenting that training, putting that training log in their personnel file and adding to that eight-hour requirement um, annually. And then where it talks about communication, it's the training, you communicate your training, obviously, but also communicating, oh, there was new guidance issued, you know, we need to talk about the impact of, let's say the change to the testing protocol. What does that mean for me as, you know, a trimmer? What does that mean for the person who's pulling samples? You know, and what does that mean for a retailer? So it's getting that full understanding of some of the changes and then communicating down the line how it affects an individual's day to day. And then, of course, teamwork, right? Like Sarah said, you know, some of the most compliant operators I've seen really empower their staff to dig into the regs. And even though, of course, you know, your manager makes the decisions and above that, you know, as it goes up the org chart. But if a manager asks you to 
change a policy and procedure, you know, it should be okay that somebody asks, oh, you know, I, I'm not really sure that that sounds compliant with this particular requirement. It's okay to have an open dialogue. Um, and it really, you know, keeps everybody empowered and, you know, knowledgeable in what's going on. And then if the commission does show up for an inspection, you know, the team members can answer questions and feel confident in their responses. Of course, that's not to say if you don't know the answer, don't volunteer training. You can certainly say that it's not something that I currently handle. I'm going to defer you to my manager for how we, you know, handle this particular process. But, you know, where you do know the answer and the more staff you have that can speak to your policies and procedures and the regulatory requirements, the better off you're going to be overall. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So another uh, common pitfall that Casey's going to touch on is your notifications to the commission. All right. Um, so when we're talking about notifications to the commission, you know, there's operational updates to any documentation that you have previously provided to the commission. It they need to be notified within five days. That's the regulatory requirement. And that obviously includes SOPs because you have provided those to them throughout the inspection process, maybe in responses to a deficiency or just in response to general questions. So it's really important to notify the commission of any updates for your SOPs. Now there are times when maybe it's not an update. Maybe you do need to have more of an open dialogue with your investigator to say, you know, we wanna change this. We believe it's compliant. You know, please let us know if you have any questions or concerns before we implement it. It really is going to be a case-by-case -case basis for those particular standard operating procedures. There's an incident reporting requirement. Within 24 hours, you have to provide notification. Now, that doesn't mean you need to scramble to get the full incident report ready, but you are required to get the notification into the commission within 24 hours. Then you have 10 business days or 10 calendar days to get the actual report complete and provided as follow-up. Um, it is so important and it is so important to understand what the incident reporting requirements are. And that is key that all staff understand that because you a manager or your compliance leader, CEO may not be there when an incident occurs that's reportable. So that is a very important and key training uh, component. You also need to notify in, you know, falling in line with the requirement that you notify of any change in documentation provided to the commission is changes in hours of operation. That's one that, you know, I feel is like a pretty common, you know, mistake that people do not notify um, their, their investigator at minimum that there's been a change in their hours of operation within five days of, actually it's in within five days of the change. Um, as I've said multiple times now, so I don't need to say it again, keep all information as required um, current with the commission. And report any changes in the content of information or any document that's provided to the commission. That also includes agent registration. So if an agent's no longer associated, arguably when you go into the mass CIP and you disassociate, you know, that may serve as notification, but to really seal that, you should probably let your investigator know. So and so is no longer associated with us, their registration has been deactivated. Um, there are a few other similar type requirements, but just think about every time you submit something to the commission or have submitted something to the commission, if that information changes, you have an obligation to change um, or update that with the commission.
The next um, thing is what I call ABP, always be prepared. Um, at any point, the commission can show up and do an inspection. It doesn't mean that a manager is going to be there. It doesn't need to, it could be at, you know, 8.59 when you close at 9 p.m. as a retailer. There's, it doesn't matter. You need to always be prepared for an inspection. And it's really hard sometimes to, you know, when you're in the day-to-day, -day, you see your facility every day, you see the way you have a particular process ongoing. It's really easy to let the dust, the dust settle. We all do it. It's just life moves on, life's moving fast, right? But it's seeing that with the fresh eyes and really conducting audits. You know, if you in your facility, something's been like piling up in a corner, for example, I see it sometimes in cultivation facilities where storage is a diff is difficult, right? That that happens where people maybe have something kind of stacked up in the corner or collecting dust somewhere, wherever, whatever it may be. You know, you may have walked by that a million times, but it doesn't mean it's right. And you need to bring that to the attention of your manager or whoever it may be, because just because it's always there doesn't mean it should be there. Um, so keeping your facility fresh, keeping your eyes fresh to the facility and really treating it every day like an internal audit of the facility. And you can decide within your own organization if there's an individual that's responsible for that or if, you know, it's like the MBTA. If you see something, say something and it's everyone's responsibility. So that's with facility audits in particular. Always recommend record keeping audits. Like Sarah had mentioned, records should be accurate and they should be complete. For example, if I am a retailer and I say, I do audits daily, I do inventory audits at the beginning of the day and I reconcile at the end and I document that. If I ask you to show me your inventory audits and I'm seeing, you know, three, one, three, two, all of a sudden three, five, three, 20, I'm like, wait a minute. If you're doing them every day, document them every day. It's very, very clear looking at a piece of paper that you're not actually doing that. If you're doing it, document it. And if you're not doing it, you should revise your SOP to reflect that, you know, that may be a practice that you needed to do in the beginning when you were all learning, but now they're up and running, you're still compliant with the regs, but you've reduced the number of audits you do. Um, license requirements. So that, you know, really includes again with the positive impact plan and diversity plan. You should always be thinking about different types of hiring you're doing, events you're doing, um, you know, when your renewals are up, very basic things that you should always be prepared to speak to your progress in a particular area or just know when is your renewal due? A lot of people don't know because it's in the Mass CIP portal. One person gets a notification email 90 days before it's due um, and you have 30 days to get it done and it's all through the portal. So you know, making sure you're aware or individuals in your organization who are responsible for that are aware this is coming. Um, background checks, including I-Corey reports. The regulatory requirement is that the background check, including the quarry, are run within 30 days of submission of agent registration. So you need to be making sure that if I am, you know, an agent of yours and my expiration is coming up, that you have that background check in process 30 days before. So it's really, you know, staying up to date on those type of requirements and keeping my personnel file up to date. If I do renew my agent registration and you do have a new background check for me, make sure it's in my file. Um, agent registration, always be prepared with your renewals. And more importantly, always have that your ID card visibly displayed at the facility. That should be ingrained in all of your agents. You know, that should just be best practice. Um, 
renewals, which I've kind of already touched on there, that you always want to be prepared for your renewal because you don't want to be caught with, you know, 10 days to do it or even less. Um, and this becomes very important because it's all based on the commission's agenda. So you may think, oh, you know, we've got 30 days or something until it expires, but well, the commission's next meeting is 45 days out or whatever the situation may be. It may not be soon enough for you to make that agenda. So you definitely want to stay on top of all of your renewals. Um, team and communication. If something has changed within the facility, an SOP, a process, a individual who's, you know, at your hierarchy changes, your structure changes, if there is new guidance, if, you know, any type of organizational or operational change occurs, you want to make sure your team and the people who need to know, know. Um, you don't want the commission to come in to do an inspection, whether that's scheduled or not, and ask a question to somebody who tries to answer it, doesn't answer it right, or, you know, just is completely unaware of a change that the commission is aware of and expects that all of your staff would be as well. Um, facility audits, which I touched on before, and most importantly, have a plan. Um, if there is, you know, a random inspection, is your plan, you know, is there a communication? Is, does somebody at security call your compliance manager or your CEO or notify anybody? Or is it, you know, when they come in, everybody gets treated with respect. We walk through the entire facility and there doesn't need to be any additional notification because we are operating full in full compliance and any you can ask any tremor, any bud tender, any question, and we're fully confident that their response is appropriate. Um, you know, it's really teaching your and your and I mean your staff, you know, what communication with the commission should look like if there is an inspection. Um, obviously, truth and honesty is the most important part, but you know, really understanding and not being, you know, some people get really shooken up there, you know, they get a little hesitant and they don't know how to respond to particular questions, but it's being confident in your response. And if you're not, they, you know what, that's really not something that I'm responsible for. I'm gonna defer you to so-and-so manager to handle those questions. So I think that's probably covers all my ABP stuff. Um, Casey, I just wanna add to, I know that um, we talked about always being prepared and your record keeping and stuff. And when it comes to um, your employee files, personnel files, I know that we obviously touched on background checks, including i reports, but it is important too, to, in that personnel file, make sure that you have up-to-date job descriptions for all of your employees um, and your the training materials are in their folder that they've completed the appropriate amount of training hours. Um, so it's not just strict to, you know, query reports in those personnel files and background checks, but also the checking of the uh, references, like I said, the job descriptions, um, if that job description changes or if that person becomes promoted or what have you, just in making sure that their personnel files are up to date with that information as well. Yeah. All right, I think that's it for always being prepared. <laughs> and um, essentially that actually wraps up this quick spring cleaning webinar. So um, what we want to do is uh, we're going to have you guys submit any questions that you have. If there's something that we didn't touch on in this webinar that you want us to answer, you can submit your questions in this chat. We're going to keep it open for a little bit. Or you can just email Casey um, or I directly, and we will submit an FAQ sheet and 
send a, a follow-up with all of the questions and the answers that we've received from you guys, um, as well as a copy of the presentation. And I don't know if Casey, you want to touch on this or I can, but I mentioned this at the beginning of the webinar. Uh, like I said, this is one of um, four, well, one of three webinars. The fourth will be the round table, but the next scheduled webinar is going to be for May 20th. Um, and that is going to be strictly on preparing for inspections. So just keep an eye out um, in your inbox for that to register. And then, um, you know, once May 20th comes and we go through our second webinar, we'll be able to give you a more accurate date on going over license, licensing, renewals, and positive impact plans. Yeah, when we do preparing for inspections, we'll, um, we'll go over it more in depth of what you know, those record keeping requirements are, different best practices to make sure you're ready, you know, reviewing security footage just to make sure that, you know, you have 90 days, um, things like that. And really, you know, a, an important one is your security audit. So we'll go in depth on what we believe is best practice to make sure that everything is up to date. And even if there was, for example, a power outage, you're prepared. Thank you guys again for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Take care.